Welcome to Royal Table Talk. My name is Latoya Conway Hampton and I am your host. And there's been so many conversations about the cycle of abuse. Um, how do you learn to live life after the cycle of abuse? Especially considering the fact that that process, we learn how to live that way. We've learned to breathe that way. We've learned to adjust our life to every single thing that's a part of that cycle of abuse. So as always, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's Latoya at two is Latoya Hampton, excuse me. And um, Latoya Hampton and um, YouTube. And then on Facebook is um, Two Lifestyles Women Empowerment Program. Go ahead and, and join in, join a chat. What I'm really interested in doing is not so much of having a conversation or this being an informational video as well as us having a dialogue about some of the information that stands out for you some information you may have questions for or even some topics of some episodes that i can bring to you if it's in my expertise so december the second we decided we're going to have this conversation about learning a lot of different things on a lot of different platforms so at this point we provide podcasts we're on um Amazon, iHeartRadio, um, Podbeam. So you can reach us on many, many platforms to be able to find out the information that you may want to know. So I have a, a cycle of abuse that I want to talk about. And the cycle of abuse, I want to discuss the tension building stages. What does the tension building stages look like? So when you think about a relationship and you're involved in the tension building stage, that is a part of the relationship where you're not quite upset, but you can feel it in your spirit. Like you're walking on eggshells, like, okay, what is going on? You know, every little thing you're irritated with, you're irritated about, you're irritated for, how do you communicate in your relationship if this is the type of communication that you have? Always upset, always tense. Mm, it's a tension building stage. It builds pressure, like just daily stuff, daily stuff like paying bills, um, asking questions, making uh, personal decisions, things like that. Sometimes in this tension building stage, you actually, get really silent in your relationship you don't want to talk because you want to be able to reduce that tension like what can I do to get us back to this way that we were in where we wasn't so upset or irritated with each other and um being aware being aware of who you are and where you are when you talk about building tension I know talk about post uh COVID a lot of people were actually stuck in the house together. And especially if they don't have good communication skills, that relationship was just based on tension, 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 because you can't go nowhere. Your partner can't go nowhere. The bills are high. People lost their job. Do you see where I'm going here? That That is like tons and layers and layers of attention. Tension, paying attention to tension. Hey, that rhymes, paying attention to tension. So here's what happens. After that tension builds up so high, then an abuse starts to happen. 
people start getting verbally uh, abusive, calling each other names, shut the beep, beep, beep up. You talk too much. You're in my, you all in my space. Or the emotional abuse. You just shut down and get quiet and want, don't want to talk to your partner. Physical, you might want to start throwing things around the house, as, as I mentioned. Uh, throw things. And some people mix this up. Sometimes you feel like if I'm physically abusing my partner, that must mean that I have to hit them. Absolutely not. Physical abuse, underneath the definition of physical abuse, even if you throw something toward, during an argument, and it don't hit them, that is still considered physical abuse. Why? Because your intent was to intimidate or to cause harm to. So that's a real thin line. And so when you're in that phase of that abuse and you're having these, you know, that tension building stage, you get upset. Some people get mad and start throwing stuff. And and I can speak for myself years ago, years and years ago, when I was much younger, um, I, I learned this from my mom. She would throw stuff like um, house shoes. And I promise you, it felt like the house shoe went around a corner and got me because I was hitting a corner. And so throwing things was something that I did quite often until I was in a parenting class. And I was like, you shouldn't be throwing things at people. And then anger management, you're throwing things with intent and domestic violence. You're throwing, you're throwing things with intent. So you shouldn't be because you're not communicating and anger management. You shouldn't be because you need to be able to control your emotions. And so when I've learned all of these different strategies for anger management, uh, domestic violence and effective communication, I learned that throwing things was totally inappropriate. So it also qualifies for physical abuse or sexual abuse. At that tension is building up in the home, things are upset. You know, you don't you don't want to be bothered with your partner. Withholding sex from your partner with the intent to control is a form of abuse. So let's have this conversation. I'm a female, so I can speak from a female's perspective. If we're not getting along all day and things are going on and we're not like in that emotionally connected, if I'm not emotionally connected to my partner, then I don't want to be intimate because it's not there. I'm not feeling you right now because this happened, this happened, and that happened. That's a different reason for not wanting to be intimate. But if I want to be in control and I know that you want to be intimate with me and just because I'm mad at you, I say, no, you can't have none, then that's a form of abuse. So really, it's a thin line, but you can see if you could take a look with me here um, or you can hear me, think about this. If you're in a place where you say, you know, honey, not right now, I'm not interested, you know, or maybe not right now, I don't feel good or whatever that not right now means to your partner, that's one thing. But if you're doing it to control your partner, that becomes very abusive. What about um, sex while you sleep? People do it all the time. Unless we agree that that's appropriate, that is an inappropriate thing to do. That is totally violating them during their sleep. Unless I say, I don't mind you starting without me and then I'll join in later, that's different. But there are so many relationships when we think about sexual abuse that so many of the women are being a uh, um, partner are being engaged in sex while they're asleep or the female are engaging with sex with him while he's asleep it's wrong unless you guys agree prior to that sleep sleeping event that 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 was okay all right so another thing um what about the intimidating that that 
part of the abuse. It's like the incident intimidating you. You can't do this. You can't go where, you know, I said this. I don't want you over here. Isolation. Don't hang out with friends. I don't like them. And this was the one I used to hear often. Birds of a feather flock together. What does that mean? Um, because I'm free as a butterfly. I choose to be who, around who I want to be with. I don't have to pick up their behaviors, good, bad, or different. Whatever I choose is my choice. And so, you know, these forms of abuse happens. And so when you look at that cycle, you look at the exact, you look at the tension building, you look at the incident itself, be it, it can be any of the things I talked about. It can be the, the throwing things. It can be the threats. It can be the anger explosion. And then the best phase of them all, the honeymoon phase, right? Let's talk about the honeymoon phase. This is a part that goes away the fastest, right? So you're in this relationship, and then it, it and, and as I mentioned, come with me, it's a circle, it's a cycle. And that's the reason why it's a circle, because it's continuously just round and around and around you go. So so here, here's the thinking. In the relationship, when the abuse happens, remember we did the tension building, and then we actually had the event. Now, whoever the abuser or controller, they're, they're sorry, or they apologize. I'm sorry, it'll never happen again. You know, there's the flowers, there's the candy, there's the hug. Um, begs for forgiveness. I I'm so sorry. If you wouldn't have did this, I wouldn't have did this. You know, may shower you with so much love and affection. And that's the piece that we hold on to is the fact that now that you're no longer mad at me, now I want to be connected with you because that's the part that I love the most. And, and here's a piece for you. I, I want to leave this on your heart. Adults. 18 and older now the, the kids 18 and young um, younger than 18 they should know this but we're going to give them a pass for this conversation there's no reason why an adult a grown adult can have a grown conversation you may not want to hear what the other person is saying you may not want to hear or agree how they come at you but your responsibility is to control your emotions control your thoughts period now are we perfect absolutely not so during this stage when the honeymoon phase is there it's like that forgiveness and you get so connected to it because they're, they're showing you this emotion that you want so badly and it's like i i love them and I, I love how they treat me when they're good like it's good when it's good and it's bad it's all bad right It'll never, ever, ever happen again. I'm so sorry that I did this. And so that's the phase of the honeymoon stage. Or and here's a, here's another one. Um, the, after after the explosion and all of that stuff happened in the incident, then that intimacy is the best part. I mean, let's be clear. That makeup intimacy is the best part that you probably will ever get when you're unhealthy. Because you're thinking, oh my God, this is great. It's only really, really, really great because you just really, really had a big incident. But I have to tell you, after being in a responsible, healthy relationship, you can have that explosion every single time, but it's a mindset. It's a mindset, it's a mental connection. And just because you guys live together or in a relationship don't mean that you connect. You have to be able to connect yourself to your partner. And, and for men, it's harder to connect than women because we're emotional beings. 
But if you constantly teaching your partner how to vibe with you, because remember, as females, we lead the way. You teach your partner how to vibe with you. That's okay. Most men will follow. You show them how you want it. You show them how, how, how you need him to care for you, how you want him to support you. And most men will follow. Okay. So that honeymoon stage, we get all hooked up on it and it goes away the fastest. It's the first form of uh, the first phase of abuse that goes the fastest. And it's the one that we hold on to the most. Then we want to talk about um, the calming stage, right? It, it You enter this stage in your relationship where you're kind of feeling good. Like, I love you, honey. Let's do this. And you kind of, you know, you're kind of vibing, if you will. You go out, you have dinner. You know, you looking at him. He dazing in your glazing and dazing. Two different things. Glazing, like, mm days in life mm, right into your eyes women we look for that because our eyes is the key to your soul and when you're in a relationship with a man and he pays attention to you look in your eyes that means he's looking in your soul and you feel connected that way and that's how you connect with them and so that period it, it happens but it's slow and um there's no abuse going on you know, the forgiveness is there. Okay, I forgive you. I love you. You know, you guys are holding hands, rubbing bags, all of these good things. But to be honest, if the relationship is not healthy, it won't last for a long time. That 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 period, it won't last for a long period of time. And I must tell you, today, 22 years out of an abusive relationship, how do you get in a relationship after the end of a cycle? You hop out of the cycle and you begin to make your own healthier cycle, right? It's not perfect. It's that equality will that they talk about. Having healthy conversations with your partner. And I'm not saying that you agree all the time. You just won't agree. Two people live in the same house. A set of twins came from the same mama, same daddy, and a wound at the same time. Still thinks different. So how do we expect to be in a relationship with the opposite sex or even the same sex, just another different person all together and we expect them to know who we are and what we want. I want to encourage you to always recognize who you are in a relationship and to, to know that you deserve to be happy. Your partner deserves to be happy. And if you're the one that's controlling abusive and that are still in that cycle, because if you watched your parents live in this cycle, your first thought process will be to live in the cycle. Whether you believe it or not, just watch the choices that you make. Do you keep making the same choices, expecting a different experience? I'm speaking to somebody out there and I know that you're making those same choices. You're picking the same type of men or you're picking the same type of women. If you want something different, you must do something different. How do you get out of that cycle of abuse and start to live life again? You begin to work on the inside. You begin to identify who you are as a person. What is it that I love to do? Where do I love to go? What is my favorite color? What's my favorite food? And I don't mean the food that your partner used to cook you that you love because that's your favorite. No, what do you actually truly love? So I, um, in closing, I want to say this. 
The cycle of abuse is so subtle sometimes you don't even recognize you're in it. The cycle of abuse will cause your family to go into a generational curse. You will go from your grandmother, and I share all the time, I'm a four-generation survivor of domestic violence. Four generations, okay? And and I share this often, not because I want y'all to yay Latoya, or not because I want you poor Latoya. I share my experience because I believe that there's another way. Actually, I know there's another way because I get to live the other way. And so, um, you deserve to live a life beyond your wildest dreams. Change is hard, and oh my God, it's change painful. But do it anyway. You'll be amazed before you halfway through. I get to go places and do things in my life that I could never imagine going to or doing because I made those changes. I want to encourage you to look inside yourself and for you to make those things happen. Don't forget to subscribe to our page, Facebook, YouTube, Podbeam, um, iHeartRadio, however you can hear us, you can see us. Um, I'm interested in inviting you guys into our conversation. If you want to be a guest on our show, just leave your information. I'll reach out to you and we can bring you in and have deeper conversations. My name is Latoya Conway Hampton and I am your host. Thank you for tuning in.